I'm starting to see a pattern here. Hello and welcome to the Business Babes broadcast. Actually, we've changed our name. We're now called the Grow and Behold podcast. This is brand new. This is our first episode coming out as a Grow and Behold podcast, but we're moving forward with this name for a number of reasons. Hello, my name is Renee and I'm the host of the podcast. And today it's just me. I'm going to be talking about why we're going through this name change and also take a little bit of time to get to know each other. Um, Unfortunately, you can't respond back, so I can't really get to know you. That's why you should follow me on social media and then we can get to know each other there. But for today, I'm going to be talking a little bit about my story, who I am and how I got here to this podcast. Thanks so much for being here, for joining us and for sticking through this quick little name change. I think this is episode 11, so we're just... We just started here and I can't wait to see where this grows. Um, I'm so appreciative of all all the wonderful women that have already talked to me on this podcast. If you haven't heard before, basically every episode is a different conversation with another woman in business and we talk about their story, their stresses and their successes. Um, But like I said, today it's just me. So first I just want to talk a little bit about the name change and why I've changed it from the Business Babes broadcast to the Grow and Behold podcast. So the origin of the Business Babes broadcast. It all started as a newsletter, actually, a monthly email that I was sending out from my business, which was called Kelp Forest Co. I create websites, work with e-commerce and digital marketing for small businesses, um, and I've been doing this for a number of years now. And at one point, I really just wanted to start telling the stories of small businesses. And so as part of my monthly newsletter, I would include a little bit of like a Q&A with a local business babe. This was going great. I was really enjoying it, but I felt like those emails weren't reaching as far as they could reach. They would land in some inboxes. Some people would read it. Some people wouldn't. But then all that work that I poured into creating this conversation with a small business owner, um, it just it didn't have a long shelf life. So eventually, what was called the Business Babes broadcast, the monthly email, I decided to turn it into a podcast. Ba-da! And then this podcast was born. And I was really happy with that decision. Once a podcast episode was out, not only could I tell a better story or get more information, more dynamic answers from a business owner and and really dive deeper too with the conversation. But it also had a longer shelf life. Instead of just kind of quickly dying off in someone's inbox, it lived on Spotify or an Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast from. I was really excited with this growth and decided this is the way to go. The Business Babes broadcast email was now a podcast and I was moving forward with that. Things have been going pretty well for the podcast. I'm really enjoying the process. I have absolutely loved talking with the different business babes that I have interviewed. Some of them I know and they're like friends from Instagram, but some of them I reached out because they just they just had such a great story to tell or their business values were so important to talk about. And I've loved the process. But I kind of felt like I was a little bit stuck or just things weren't quite connecting with my other business. So for example, Kelp Forest Co. and Business Babes Broadcast, that was now two entities that I was running, my business and my podcast. And they were kind of working against each other in that 
I felt like I was really spread thin. Every time I created content or wanted to work on one or the other, it felt like it was taking away time from the other one. I thought long and hard about this and decided that I needed to rebrand and rename both my business and my podcast to live under the same name. And the name that I decided on was Grow and Behold. For the website and e-commerce portion for my actual business, it's called Grow and Behold Digital. And this is the Grow and Behold podcast. Now, at the time of recording, I haven't officially launched the name or the website yet, um, but I'm doing that in the next few weeks and I am so excited for this next chapter. Another little side note about why I chose this name and why I changed my name is because the name Kelp Forest Co, that was the business name that I had for three or four years. And it meant a lot to me personally, but it didn't mean a lot to people that were new to the account or new to the website or new to the business. The Kelp Forest is kind of, in simple terms, it's like a forest of seaweed on the Pacific Northwest coast. And as somebody who did a lot of scuba diving on the Pacific coast, a lot of cold water diving, the kelp forest was a really special place to me. And I chose it for my business name when I first started because it kind of symbolized the relationship that we have online. In a kelp forest, everything works together. The kelp provides uh, a habitat for animals that eat it or that use it for protection. And I just kind of liked how everything worked together for the bigger picture. Just like I would work with small businesses who work with their clients, all coming together for the big picture. So it made sense, but only to me and only to my followers every six months or so when I would make a post that said, here's the story behind the name. I wanted something that would immediately convey my values and convey what I did. And I think Grow and Behold really nails that on the head. I've always believed in empowering and teaching other businesses how to manage their website. And while I do provide services where I'll do the work for you, I really think it's important to be able to um, essentially teach and, and help people learn how to expand and grow their business. And then behold, you look at where that takes you. Quick little iced coffee break there. So yeah, this is a big change and a big chapter. Ch this is a big change and a new chapter for this podcast and for my business, but I'm very excited and also terrified, of course, let's be honest, um, but I'm happy that you're here. And uh, yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about who I am, where I came from, and how I got to this point in my business and with this podcast, just like I do for all of my guests. Not only do I usually ask them about some of their business values and some of their stresses and their successes, but I always want to know how they got there because everybody's story is just so unique. People come from all sorts of different backgrounds and other jobs before they start their business. And I think it's really important to kind of normalize that and, and make it understood that business owners weren't born business owners. Some of them, leave school being like, that's it, gonna own my business. But most of us are on our, a very different and very unique journey to get to this point. Wherever you are in your business journey, um, good work, you got here and you've got so much more to go, not to 
<laughs> stress you out, <laughs> but it's a lot of work. Um, and I think if you're tuning in and kind of learning from other business owners as you are here on this podcast, I think you're on the right path. So I am of the many business owners that had no idea that I would be a business owner. Uh, it was never like a big dream of mine. In fact, when I left high school, I wanted to work in the film industry. And I pursued that for a number of years. Right out of high school, I went to film school in Vancouver, shout out Capilano, and I loved it. I really liked it. I went to a program that was kind of like a general studies for film. Um, you did a little bit of everything. You did some directing, some lighting, some set deck, some sound, all of it. What I was most interested in and passionate about was the technical stuff. I really liked lighting and I also really liked camera, but I never felt ambitious enough to be a camera person. I always kind of knew it wasn't really for me, but lighting in particular is what I was really passionate about. I love the idea of just taking a blank slate and, and creating a mood and creating an atmosphere from nothing, plugging in a few lights, putting them in the right place and making things look good. I love that. So right out of film school, I only did one year. I think there was up to four years in that program, um, but I was like, get me out of here, get me on set. <laughs> um, and like many things in the film industry, you really have to start at the bottom and work your way up. So instead of going for the big film sets, I went for the independent film sets where I was actually able to be on set as a grip or a gaffer which is the two names for people that, the, the position that does the lighting. So I did this for a number of years and I really enjoyed it. I really love being on set. I love, I just love the atmosphere. I love the collaborative process, but eventually um, I just, it wasn't really for me. It, it, there's the ladder to climb in the film industry is long. And I was out of shape, let's just say that. <laughs> I was kind of dabbling along here and there on set. Um, and, you know, I started working with like smaller production companies, which really I enjoyed a lot more because you're a little bit more involved. The big grand sets are super cool and I'll always love behind the scenes on films. But when you work with a smaller team, you really have a more hands on experience. So I started kind of leaving the big sets to work with smaller production companies for like commercials and that kind of stuff. I had a huge shift in my career and my life when I went traveling. While I was in Australia, I discovered scuba diving and I absolutely took a left turn in the direction that I was going. Because when I got back to Vancouver, I started working at a scuba diving shop and basically did that for like three or four years. Suddenly I didn't really care about creating film. I just wanted to connect with people that love the ocean. I wanted to share the story. I wanted to tell people how cool it was under the ocean, specifically in the Pacific Ocean. Unlike the tropical destinations, which are like, well, you know what they're like. It's like Finding Nemo and it's like tropical coral reefs. If you're in the ocean off the coast of Vancouver or Vancouver Island, it is very different. It's rugged, it's dark, it's cold, 
but it is so cool because it's like nothing else that exists on land or in the ocean that I could that I had ever experienced so I really fell in love with scuba diving and with the Pacific Ocean um, and that's where that name Kelp Forest Co. came from that real love of the Pacific Ocean and kelp forests that's where that part came from that part of my life I'm starting to see a pattern here, but the next huge shift in my life is when I went traveling again. <laughs> this time I went to Southeast Asia and I did a travel blog. I started writing about every city or every kind of event that I, ha that I went through. And while I was away, I decided I really love storytelling. I love writing. I love reporting. And so while I was traveling, I decided to apply to go to journalism school. <laughs> yeah, another big shift. So I've gone from film school to scuba diving to journalism. And actually, funny story, I wrote my entrance exam for journalism school while I was in Bangkok. I had to like reroute all of my plans so that I could get to Bangkok, some university there, I don't remember the name. Um, but they let me sit in a room, supervised, and I wrote my entrance exam for journalism, um, and I got in. So this started the next chapter of my seemingly random life. <laughs> I got back to Vancouver, and I went to Langara College for journalism, and I did that for two years, and I really liked it. I love, I think I just love school, if I'm being honest. Um, so I went to school for two years, thought this is it, this is what I want to do. Even nearing the end of the two-year program, uh, I was already thinking, I feel like it's not quite exactly what I want. So by the very end of the program, I was already applying to do another program at another school for documentary, which is sort of funny because it takes me full circle back to what I moved to Vancouver for which is film and storytelling and documentaries. But that's not where it ends. I did that program for documentary filmmaking, really liked it, really just loved the, the combination. It felt like everything had come together. My film experience, my journalism and the storytelling, that part of the documentary process. But I quickly realized, I don't think I had the like gumption or whatever for documentary filmmaking. It is um, it's just a harsh world and I think some people were made for it and I decided it wasn't for me. So I continued working with small production companies and just did kind of some random work around. You know, I'd work on a film, I would work with a production company um, and, and on at this point in the film industry I was out of the loop for the independent films. I didn't really know anybody, but I had a few friends that could hook me up with a production assistant job. And when you're on a really big set as a production assistant, you can either be doing something super cool, like, um, you know, like, okay, this doesn't sound as cool, I realize now that <laughs> I'm gonna say it out loud, but I would be like on the street and they would say, um, okay, we're rolling, and so I'd have to stop people and be like, oh, excuse me, sir, excuse me, ma'am, if you don't mind, can you please hold, we're rolling. And then I would wait for them to say cut and say, okay, you can go ahead there. Um, I mean, I thought that was really cool. I like being a part of it. But some of those roles were, well, they were a required part of the job, but they kind of suck. Like I remember one time 
I spent two weeks standing outside in the rain because it's Vancouver and uh, my job was to supervise a truck and just make sure nobody stole it. Make sure nobody sketchy crawled in the back because there was all this gear. Um, and literally that was it. That is what I was paid for 12 hours a day just to stand there and watch a truck. So, you know, those kind of jobs I knew I wasn't going to do forever. Um, I did really like working with the small production companies, um, but it just wasn't really, there was no long-term goal. I didn't really know what I was going to do. At this time, one of my friends started a business. Her and her partner started a natural deodorant company and, and they were a little bit overwhelmed with some of the social media and content creation elements of their business. So as somebody who was super flexible in my schedule, I, would, I said I would love to help. I was really playing a lot with like Photoshop and photography and stuff at that time. So I started helping them create their social media, schedule it, writing blogs and that kind of stuff. And a light bulb went off. Suddenly I realized I didn't really want to stand in the rain on set anymore. I just wanted to have something where I could control my hours, where I could work from the comfort of my home. And, and this is what started it all. Around this time is when I started Kelp Forest Co. When I began, I was doing social media management and content creation and photography. Over the years, that shifted into more or less, mostly less social media and content creation. Eventually, I kind of dropped the social media and the content creation because I wanted to focus on websites. So I narrowed in on creating websites and providing different kind of website supplements like newsletters and blogs and, and started learning more about e-commerce and how I could support small businesses in their online growth. This is when I found this sweet spot. I realized that what I really love doing is working with other small businesses and helping them to be able to grow and to be able to support their business journey. On, meanwhile, I'm on my own little small business journey. Um, and that's what I've been doing ever since. The last four or five years, I have been helping small businesses grow online in various different ways. And that's essentially, here we are today. I realized over the years that the common thread between almost everything that I did along the way was storytelling, whether it being in film, sharing scuba diving and sharing kind of that underwater world, in journalism, in social media, in websites. The main thing that everything has in common is telling a story and creating connection. And I think that's what got me here today. <laughs> and I've just realized that has a lot also to do with the podcast. Here I am telling stories and helping others tell their stories and creating that connection. I've only been doing this for a short while. Like I said, I think this is episode 11 and the feedback I've gotten has been what's keeping me going. When I hear somebody who owns a small business say, thank you so much for just creating these conversations, it, it makes me realize this is why I'm doing this and this is why I'm gonna continue to keep doing this. So storytelling, 
connection. Those are like my big main values as both a person and as a business and a podcast host. Now, I always ask my guests at the same now I always ask my guests at the end for a couple of um, a couple of the same questions essentially. One of them is I ask for two songs so that I can add it to what was called the Business Babes playlist and will now be called the Grow and Behold playlist. You can find this on Spotify. Essentially, it's made up of different songs from business owners for those kind of like meh, not feeling it kind of days. Um, a couple motivational songs to get you going. So the two songs that I'm going to add to the list are Flawless by Beyonce and Under the Table by Fiona Apple. Those two really just make me feel like, yeah, they make me feel like, yeah. <laughs> so check it out. If you're ever feeling a little bit down or if you just need a new playlist to groove to, um, the Grow and Behold playlist on Spotify uh, is where it's at. The other question I always ask everybody is for a piece of advice for when you first started. If you could hop in a time machine and go all the way back to when you started your business, what would you hand over to yourself on a little note that says, follow this advice? Personally, I think the advice I would give to my old self is that you don't have to do everything yourself. And I'm not just talking about delegating or outsourcing tasks. I'm talking about mentally. I feel like I've really had this mentality up until maybe a few months ago where I just had blinders on and I had my head down and I didn't look at other people because sometimes I felt like the comp like other people were competition and it would get in my head and that's something I'm working on something we probably all have to work on a bit but I've learned since that if you can find a community of business owners to connect with it is so amazing to be able to bounce an idea off of somebody, say, hey, what do you think of this? Instead of just going for it blindly and by yourself, leaning on others and just creating a little bit of a community around yourself. And how you do this is gonna be different for everybody, of course. Um, I think Instagram or Facebook is really helpful because you can kind of start sussing out people that are similar to you, people that um, maybe have the same kind of mentality, whether they're in your industry or not. Sometimes they don't have to be your direct competitors. They don't even have to have the same kind of business as you. But if they're kind of rad like you, um, maybe start trying to reach out and connect. The rewards that you get from having conversations with others and just creating connections is so immense and it's so so rewarding so even if it's just like an online chat or maybe you ask people to start meeting for casual coffees something like that um, it's it's just something I wish I started doing a long time ago um, because it has been so beneficial to just have other business babes that I can talk to and bounce ideas off and to support each other and to cheer each other on I remember being really surprised by the small business community once I started engaging in the small business community, especially as someone who works with other small businesses. Um, I immediately you know, started following and engaging in that community. And the support that everyone shows each other 
And I assume it's not just locally around me, but that business to business support is so special. So get in on it. Don't ignore it. Don't turn your back to it. Try to create those connections um, because there's so much value in having a little bit of a community around you. Okay, I'm going to call it there um, and wrap this episode up. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this huge shift and change in my little business growth journey. And we will return to our regularly programmed schedule. Is that what they say? Regularly scheduled program. I think it's regularly scheduled program. Um, we'll get back to those business babe interviews coming up. Um, again soon the microphone is back out it's dusted off um, essentially these the rebranding and renaming took a lot of my time took a little took a lot took all my time um, and but we're ready to get back into it so thanks again for being here and thanks for listening You can find us on Instagram or Facebook, Grow and Behold Podcast or Grow and Behold Digital. And don't forget to subscribe.